Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, July 14th, 2021, and this is episode 169. Now, this is a very exciting episode because it features someone from behind the scenes, and it is an incredibly talented videographer by the name of Mason Ripple. Now, I always enjoy talking with creators who play an important role in the background in order to help propel an artist's career on stage forward. Mason is a true hustler, and I loved getting his full story in this one. In episode 169, we got it all in, and we started by talking about how he got into videography. A Chicagoland native, Mason became interested in shooting and editing early in his high school days. His passion eventually took him to DePaul, where he started connecting with other videographers like Chris Yoder, who was a legend here in Chicago in the videography world. Next thing he knew, he was shooting for Carnage in Indianapolis. The rest is history. I also love talking to Mason about how he's built his name up. Mason worked his way up shooting at festivals like Electric Forest, filming artists such as High Low and Flume, along with Lollapalooza after shows like Brownies and Lemonade. Eventually, he crossed paths with an old friend with someone by the name of John Summit, and in summer 2019, he became John's go-to videographer, and it's been the same story ever since. Now, he covers shows for Summit all over the country, and soon to be the world. We also talked about a new project of his called Stratus Sessions. Mason's creative mind goes one level deeper with his new livestream project called Stratus Sessions. It features exclusive back-to-back sets in locations for people around the world to enjoy. He's committed to giving back to those that cannot experience live shows, and he's already featured John Summit back-to-back Oregon City and Kyle Walker back-to-back West End. I'd say he's off to a pretty good start. Mason and I had amazing dialogue throughout the entire interview, and I especially enjoyed getting his creative take on how his process flows before, during, and after shoots. We also shared stories of success and failure and how important it is to truly love what you're doing. Lots of great advice for creatives of all types in this one. Thanks so much for sliding through and coming on my show, my friend. I'm looking forward to seeing you again on the golf course and, of course, in the club. Let's get into it right now so you guys can hear his story for yourselves. This is episode 169 with Mason Ripple. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to a special episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm here with videographer Mason Ripple Like the Water. There we go, perfect. You know You're it. here right now on Sherman the Booth, man. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so excited to be talking to you. This guy's a hustler. I just want to say that first and foremost. Any and all videographers that are trying to make it in general... Like, there's creatives that are trying to make it, but videographers, you got to hustle. You got to do work for free for years. You got to spend hours editing, looking through footage, buying new equipment, troubleshooting. I want to ask you real quick, what, what is something unexpected about being a videographer that you didn't know when you got into it? Probably what you just said, how much work it can be, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah, how you thought it was going to be fun and games. put into it? Because I, I think for me, I started it because I loved it, and mm-hmm. I still do. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think the amount of work, and I guess I'll kind of go off that and say, like, like the business side of things, like, you got to be 
a businessman in a way, you know, and that's yeah. something that I kind of had to learn through some things happening and like mm-hmm. certain experiences, right? Because yeah. it's like, it is a creative field, but the amount of work on that end specifically, you know? Yeah, for And then sure. the amount of work in general, like waiting for things to load and this and that, you know, because <laughs> like, yeah, but... Um, patience. Patience, yeah. It is a virtue, so... Yes, it um, is. Yeah, but probably just the amount of work it is. And, and it's... I love doing it, though, because it's it's fun work, you know? I mm-hmm. don't mind putting that extra effort because I enjoy it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when you kind of turn a passion into a profession... Yeah. It, uh, you know, you, you're kind of taken aback by the amount of work it takes, but... So true, man. Yeah. So true. And it's like we talked about outside. It's like, you love what you do, and it's still work, right? I think so many people are like, oh, I love what I do. It doesn't feel like work. No, it's work. A lot of times, yeah. A lot, a lot of, of times, times it does feel that way. And it's so easy to not do that extra 10%, right? Yeah. Like, there's probably times where you've been cutting a video and you're like, mm, no one will notice if I do that. But you're like, I'm going to notice. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, you got you got to perfect it, really. And that that's kind of what, what progresses you further, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah, it can be a lot of work. But, but like I said, at the end of the day, you know, you got to pick something that you're you're passionate about and then that work seems like work less of the time mm-hmm. still always will you know? yeah because but yeah absolutely yeah. and i'm excited to have you on I, I obviously interview a lot of djs and producers who are on front of the stage but i've had a lot of people who are really behind the scenes and someone like you who really is instrumental in helping build the careers and the brands of artists you know you've been working with john summit a lot and we'll talk about him in a little bit but I just wanted to take a second to acknowledge you, man. Like, I really love your stuff. So cool. High quality. Uh, again, I see you hustling, so props Thank to you, you, brother. Props Cheers. to you. Cheers. You. We're drinking water. It's, water it's a Monday. Day. Yeah, there we go with our thermoses. Yeah. Promise. Mmm. <laughs> no, but That's good you, water. Man. It's filtered Chicago water. You like yeah, that? Yeah. Straight from the lake. Dude, it's, it's pretty good, really. I mean, I've lived in places in the city where the water has been subpar because the pipes are probably, like, 300 <laughs> years old. But, like, this is good stuff, yeah. But I appreciate you, too, and, and you know, you're creative as well. So everybody yeah. who's watching, you know, Sherm is the shit. And, uh, Thank you, brother. Confirmed. 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 All right. <laughs> so there's a lot I want to talk to you about today, man. And I know one of the main reasons you wanted to come on, too, was just tell your full story and give some perspective to a lot of people out there. Don't have to be a videographer, any sort of creative on the ups and downs and, and why it's worth it. But I want to start in the beginning. You're from Chicago, right? Yeah, I'm from the suburbs. Okay. Yeah. What suburb? Uh, Naperville. Naperville, yeah. a nasty name. 3630, yeah. Fucking massive city, by the way. I think a lot of people don't know that, that That's are not good, from yeah. Chicago. How many people? It's like 300,000 people. Maybe now the signs still say like one hundred forty thousand, but Dude, there's, that's, there's yeah. definitely more. Yeah, they they've said that since I lived there. So I've lived in the city now for like seven years, but okay. I lived there. You know, grew up in the same house, lived mm-hmm. there until I went to college. So, yeah, yeah. Pro- I mean, at least two hundred thousand, let's say. But um, it's big. It's big, yeah. And Aurora's close by, which is big. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's big. There's a lot of people that are from there and it has a stereotype but it's i mean it's a good place to grow up at the end of the day yeah so. for sure man yeah. I, I i know a lot of people from neighborhood good people from there yeah a lot of good people yeah for it's sure. a bit of a bubble so i think coming to the city was like really good for me yeah um and it's good for everybody who moves out but for it's, sure it's a great place for did sure. you, do you have a big family um five so i got two brothers i got a brother and a sister okay. um they're twins they're younger than me so nice yeah but we have like extended family that lives around so it was kind of like 
So my parents stayed there and stuff, but uh, real Midwestern family, yeah, though, right? Yeah, Midwestern kindness, hospitality, all the above. Are you a sports yeah. guy? Yeah, Cubs. Uh-huh. Um, Oof, been tough lately. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like it's easy to say now, but like I'm kind of. I mean, just the fact that we got 2016, I'm like, dude, I, I, <laughs> you can die happy. Yeah, yeah, and I can't, you know, can't ask for much more. We all know that, but yeah, it's been yeah. tough. But Cubs, Bears, even tougher. Blackhawks, mm-hmm. no complaints there. We had, yeah. we had a good run, and then Bulls. So, dude, I moved to Chicago in 2015, and I feel like I got so lucky. Like it was the Haw- yeah. the Hawks won, and being in Chicago when the Cubs won. Next level, like that's that's some shit you talk about. Where were you at the city? Do you remember? So I, that's when I moved to the city because I went to DePaul. So okay. I was living in Lincoln Park, which yeah. is great because me and my friend after, we walked up Sheffield all the way to Wrigley. So yeah. like that's something that it's like there I you actually go. transferred schools. So I know you got the Indiana connection. I went to IU for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then cool. I transferred to DePaul. Um, I transferred just to see the Cubs win the World Series, and it, it paid off. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It's a joke, no. <laughs> but, um, but that was, like, the highlight of my college experience, probably. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you knew. Yeah, yeah. I had, knew. I had a feeling, yeah. You deserved yeah. it. Well, the year before, they got demolished in the NLCS, so True. I was like, maybe the mojo isn't there. I got to move back to the city or something. They were always on your mind, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Day so one, you so. you left Naperville and went to IU as a freshman? Yeah, yeah. How'd you make that decision then to go down to Indiana? I think like a lot of kids, it was like get the traditional college experience. And I sure I think that was an interesting time in like my whole creative path and journey, right? It's because mm-hmm. I went to IU. They had a good media school. I thought I wanted to do media and That's film. That's why I was telecommunications. Yeah. 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 You went there? To yeah. Tell you? Oh, yeah. Media school. Shit. Yeah. yeah, bro. Really great media school. And it was, when I went there, it was like um, the new media school too. So they were building a new building and everything. Beautiful. And yeah, great. Like, Dope. And that was part of the reason I went there. Um, but I think, like, in the back of my mind, I was, like, a little unsure about going the creative route. So I was like, sure. maybe I'll do business. Okay. Like Kelly. Like, yeah. And so, but I think ultimately, like I said, it was kind of like, I didn't really know exactly. So I was like, I just want to go to a school that kind of has it all. And, like, I used great. Like, I had a great time there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Really great school. But I think at the end of the day, I was, like, just wanting to, it came back to the concert stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And the year I went there, they didn't have many concerts there, and, and knowing, like, seeing kids in the city, um, other creative friends of mine, like, kind of doing stuff in, in Chicago, I was like, yeah. I think I got to get to Chicago, like, especially because of the shows, and I could go into that. That's a whole entire story, but, yeah, um, yeah, I had a few moments where I kind of, like, realized that, so. So you were already really into creation before you went to college then, right? Yeah. So what was your, when did you get your first camera then? High school, maybe, like, junior year. So I took a, a class sophomore year at, in high school and um, just loved it right away. Like, we, I was yeah. very fortunate that we had a good media program. We had, like, some Macs. We had some DSLRs. Mm-hmm. So I was able to learn and kind of, like, you know, fell in love with it pretty quickly. And then, um, yeah, junior year, I got a camera and, like, made this documentary film that, like, won some awards. And so... So you were shooting film. You didn't even... You weren't just taking photos. Yeah, I was doing video, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, a lot of people do start with photo, but yeah. I, I think editing kind of got me into it initially. Like, Really? I really liked editing, liked editing to music. I thought that was fun. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but then I, I enjoyed shooting, and uh, yeah, high school, probably like sophomore, junior year. Did you have friends it. that you were doing all this with then? 
Not really. Like, I kind of just did it on my own. Because yeah. it, it, it wasn't... I feel like everybody who does video stuff, like, so many people, it's like, oh, I started, like, making videos with my friends or, like, skateboard films is one I hear a lot. Which <laughs> yeah. is dope. Like, that's sick. But so true. I was, like, just making our, you know, like, bullshit, like, high school projects and, like, <laughs> edit together, like, recut a film or something. But I, yep. just, I just, like, loved it right away. I was enjoyed being creative, so... No, I didn't really have friends I was doing it with. I, I met some friends who kind of liked it, but um, the media class or school was kind of like a slack-off class. So, mm-hmm. like, some kids would take it just to get, like, an easy A. Yeah. And I took it to take it, and then I, like, you know, was, like, going hard it. for the easy A. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, I didn't really have friends who did it, but I met some people, yeah, like, later on who, who were passionate about it. And when I, when I went to the city, I met a lot of people, too, so. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So then you originally went to IU to kind of pursue that passionate school that had it all, and then you saw your friends in Chicago doing what you thought you wanted to do, Yeah. then went there. was Well, I, I don't know a lot of people actually transfer at their freshman year. Was that, like, tough for you at all? Because did you settle into IU? You kind of had a temporary vibe? It was, yeah, it was tough at first because most of my friends were at IU, and I do think okay. that's part of the reason I went. I had, yeah. Um, like, my two best friends went there. One transferred out, actually, but I was living with, like, my best friend uh, sophomore year, second semester, so okay. I feel like that was a testament to, like, the fact that I, like, really felt like I needed to, like, come back here just mm-hmm. to pursue this stuff. Yeah. Because um, it was fun and stuff, and I, I did feel like I was leaving a lot behind, but nothing, like, I knew I'd have those friendships and stuff, so, like, I figured I would come here, but I actually, you know, being from the suburbs, I didn't really know many kids at all in the city, like, I had zero friends in the city, which is, you know, just because kids go off to a lot of friends at Iowa, a lot of friends at Indiana, a lot yeah. of friends at U of I, but I didn't really have any friends that went to city schools, you know, maybe, yeah. like, one or two, but not, like, really close friends, so yeah. it was a little daunting, but I kind of was just like, you know, I'll, I'm going to make it work, and, you know, met some kids quickly at DePaul, and when you say friends who do it, I have a really good friend who I'm still great friends with now, who... I met freshman year, and he, you know, kind of wanted to do the same electronic music video stuff. What's so. his name? Julian Romano. All so right. Shout, shout out Julian. Julian. You're watching. Yes, my sir. Boy. Such a great kid, and he's got a big year ahead of him. Um, awesome. He, uh, yeah, very talented, and we met in class, had a, uh, I saw like a Cascade sticker on his uh, his MacBook, maybe an Odessa one too, <laughs> and I was like, damn, dude, like, like you concert stuff, you like electronic music, yeah, and so that same night, we went to... Um, it was Porter Robinson and Nadion at, oh, uh, at Aragon. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, what? dude, I heard that show was great. Like one of the best ever. I think it was like a Wednesday or Thursday, and yeah. I was like, like, dude, like, what, what are you doing tonight? And he's like, oh, nothing. I was like, you want to go to the show? So, yeah, that was dope. Like top five. Plur baby. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was. So I think that was like because I I've always loved going to concerts too, and like I said, IU was amazing, but. I think the only concert my freshman year there was like Blau at um, Bluebird, maybe. Nice. Yeah, you got that right. And I didn't. I couldn't go because you got at IU. Like they're pretty strict about very strict. Twenty one and up. Fucking Indiana. Which is surprising because it's so like you know. <laughs> I, I, anyways, so yeah, man. I I was like really wanted just itching for concerts, shooting and going to them. You know, it's mm-hmm. what I always love to do. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. You just started. Really inching towards it, right? Yeah. And were you working with him at that point, like to get better at editing? Were you just kind of doing freelance work? Because I know you started getting some opportunities. You shot for the Blackhawks, right? 
Um, no, that was actually just through um, the the videos you saw. That was just me like on the on the boards. Just well, it's still doing camera. something yeah, though, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But that's what I'm talking about. As a hustler. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta make it work. But yeah, I actually. Do you know who Chris Yoder is? Yeah, of course. Are you familiar with this dude. amazing Chicago dude. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And obviously anyone who is in the scene knows Yoder, but um yep. such a good guy, like one of the best videographers ever. And um so like long story short, I won't go on too much of a tangent here, but mm. the whole reason, like one of the reasons this kind of started to get in motion is I hit him up and I was like, dude, like what's the deal with Chicago? Like I need to know your story, like how did you kind of come up in the ranks? And I was very lucky that he was super friendly and, like, yeah. told me, you know, he's like, let's start an email thread. You can ask me any questions you want, which, wow. you know, at the time, he's shooting for Carnage and doing the Spring Awakening after movies. So, like, he, he could have easily just been like, no, like, I don't have time for you, kid. But yeah, really good guy. And for those that don't know, he was kind of the understudy of Rory Kramer for a little while, right? Yeah. And yeah. Rory Kramer is the Chainsmokers videographer. Yeah. It's crazy how you kind of climb up with people, yeah, they, isn't it, bro? it's all connected and I was actually in touch with them too and kind of got some advice from them too because awesome, that was before he popped off. Yeah. This was like 2016 but mm-hmm. long story short, Yoder got me a pass to Carnage in Indianapolis yeah. in January of that year mm-hmm. and that was the moment like that was the moment where I was like I- I'm going to go to Chicago just because like there's more shows there and like that's the first show I ever shot and like I knew right away like I have to do this so wow yeah so shout out yoder for that didn't have to do that but really good guy so that's incredible though yeah but that but he that's, was playing but, trap music at that point wasn't he yeah yeah no it was like yeah which i i loved at that time too and so same it was, dude it was it was cool to be there and you know shoot that it was it was a hectic show so good for someone to shoot for sure that I was your first show then huh yeah first show i shot yeah. were you nervous yeah i was nervous but i think because I don't know. I think because it was like I wasn't getting paid and this and that, I wasn't super nervous. I think I was more just like super grateful. Like, yeah, let me just go. And like, I was nervous, but Carnage didn't matter if Carnage liked my video or not because he wasn't <laughs> going to post it. Like, right. Didn't even matter if Yoder liked it or not. Right. Um, so I think for me, yeah, I, it's probably the least nervous I've been for a show. There actually. you go. Yeah, but more <laughs> nervous since then. But, um, yeah, it was, it was just great. Big like, stepping was, stone for you, though. Yeah, I was buzzing. I, I was Because I drove back to Bloomington, which is like an hour away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 4 a.m., and I'm just, you know, I wasn't tired at all because, like, you know, even though I had worked for a few hours, and I was, like, just buzzing. So yeah, that's man. what I knew, yeah. That's awesome. That was a big stepping stone for you because then you went and shot at Electric Forest, right? I mean, that opportunity led to another opportunity. You yeah. shot high-low, for those that don't know, Oliver Heldon's alter ego. Yeah. How yeah. dope was that? It was dope, actually. So I could take the credit and say that that they hired me or whatever, but I actually got an internship there, and so with Insomniac, no, or it electric, was um, or, called Synesthetics, so they do right. Electric Forest Media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe through it is a stepping stone because through that Carnage show and these other little shows I shot, you know, is probably the reason I did get that. Yeah, but it was an internship, and it was really cool because. During the week, we worked on, like, these short film projects for Electric Forest. And then the weekend, it was like, yo, you know, like, I mean, we worked a 10-hour day today. If you want, you can go catch these sets. And I grabbed my camera. I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm catching these sets. Like, wow. Go so, yeah, the high-low thing was really cool because that's, like, a rare set, too, that I got yeah. to capture. Yeah, high-low and Flume, who still one of my favorite, if not my favorite artists, shot the Flume set. And, wow, how epic. Yeah, so it's like, 
I start off with like just shooting these really big sets, and then it's like. What's shit. it like for you? Like, cause I, I I've worked with a lot of videographers, and sometimes they're like, I don't even know what you played. Great set though. Like, yeah. they're, they're like, you couldn't be more involved in the set. Yeah. Like, from a just a general perspective. Yeah. Are you like, how do you kind of enjoy the music and also think about the process of shooting? Like, are you playing it out in your head? Are you just trying to get the best possible shots? What's your process at like a big show like that? It's a really good question because I feel like I've been asked that kind of too yeah. in other ways. But like, yeah. um, I mean, as far as like enjoying it and stuff, I feel like I kind of just listen and I, I feel like I almost kind of shoot based off listening because you have to listen and know when certain things are happening to right. be in certain places, right? Yeah, yeah. So like obviously, and the good thing about like tech house shows is that they're a little more predictable as far as like like the pace of the show, you know, like right. artists mix in like you got to keep a constant vibe going Fill the so build like, up yeah you know when the drop's gonna hit exactly right? yeah it's all you know like a little more predictable but um yeah i i think i think i enjoy it just kind of being there and i i hear it still so i'm you know sometimes i'll kind of just be like yeah like, <laughs> a little bit, like, like hell yeah um but i i think as far as planning shots out it, it depends on the show like yeah, I just shot those day trip shows, and those were hour long sets. So, right. you almost can't really plan anything out because you know if you have a tough time getting to a certain spot, like you, you gotta make that quick yeah. decision. Like, right. do I go back to the stage? Do I stay here? Um, right. I think I'll usually just cover all the bases first, like get certain shots I know work well, mm -hmm. and then if I have more time, I'll kind of try some more creative things or beforehand maybe plan out a transition or two, but. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I like the unpredictability of it, though, and, like, having to think on my feet. So I guess I don't have a super good answer for that as far as, like... No, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. If it's a longer show, you can definitely plan more things out, and I will, but shows like that, it's kind of, like, you can plan a couple things out, but you got to just kind of feel the music out and go with it. Right. And I think that's helped me is, like, having a understanding of the music because I can kind of predict things a little better. Like right. Knowing what songs are going to pop a little more, mm -hmm. like what songs are in for an artist or whatever, where, like, let me make sure I get the crowd in this one. Definitely. Whatever, so. Right. Yeah. So, you've also done, outside of electronic music, you've worked with rappers, and you did a shoot for DNA Lifewear, right? Yeah, yeah. So, how do you think about something like that? Um, I guess that's different, because you have all the time in the world, so. Mm -hmm. um, but usually, a lot of my work's still to music, so, like, mm -hmm. I'll kind of usually start with a song and then figure out how... For that one specifically, oh, what was the song we used for the one I'm thinking of? I don't remember the artist, but I, but I could like, I know the song in my head. But anyways, for that one, I think we knew we were going to use that song. And it's kind of just knowing what would look dope at certain spots. Mm -hmm. um, but even then, a lot, a lot of my work is kind of run and gun stuff. So like... What do you mean by that? Like we'll go out and... It'll just be me and my camera, you know, I won't have a crew. Some stuff I'll have crews for. I've worked as parts of crews, but, like, for that one, I think we were like, let's go to the city and just, like, shoot some dope stuff. Like Okay. So mainly planning out spots and then kind of just, like, winging it for the day, I guess. Yeah, that's but, um, fun. Yeah, but but for that, you can plan a little more. I'll, I'll plan out some transitions based off the music. Like, right. I don't know. I've just kind of always, like, edited the music and known, like, yeah, if this, this build-up would look good with with a sunset rather than a sunrise or, you know, mm -hmm. this or that or camera moving left rather than up and down. I don't know. So yeah, for sure. I'll plan some shots out, write them on my phone, but yeah, generally it's like, kind of just go with the flow. Do you feel like 
videography and, and on the creative front too it's like anything in life like the more you do it the more you think about it right as you're doing it like you know if you think about your carnage show for the first time right yeah and you think about your last show with day trip are there things that you're remembering from the first time that you shot like and then also what have you learned now be like okay i know i gotta get this type of shot is it always new are you always learning or do you feel like you've got your template at this point that's a good question i i think you yeah you do retain things for sure yeah um subconsciously almost yeah, I, I think so, yeah, because learning what does and doesn't work. And I think I bring up those, like, kind of safety shots, too, because, mm-hmm. um, like, I know what shots I need to get, right? Safety that, shot, gotcha, yeah. That's kind of what I've learned is, like, if you have an hour set, like, what are, the, like, the ten shots that I know I need to get? Like, right. got to go in from behind the DJ on a good drop. Right. Like, want to get a gimbal shot of the crowd. Right. Those are always good shots, like, in in the pit, kind of, like, of the of crowd. Course, Everyone's, of like, course. screaming in the camera. <laughs> um so I think I think yeah it's a little bit of both though yeah like subconsciously you just get a little better at knowing where to be and like a little more familiar but right I don't know if I answered that properly at all no but. you do you did a great job <laughs> you did a great job man so fast forward 2019 you're starting to really get in the right circles of electronic music shot for Jay Wara you did a brownies and lemonade chapter at Lala yeah that was awesome. How cool was that? Really cool, yeah. That, Chop that Shop, was, right? Yeah, Chop Shop. Which is Shout out Chop Shop. Shout out Chop Shop. Like it's amazing. It's literally venue. a venue. We gotta tell people about this place. Yeah. You walk in, you can get a fucking cold cut <laughs> and a beer, yeah. and then you go in the back and they got this fucking incredible sound system in this like soundproof venue. Yeah. And it's just so cool. Super cool. Like Yeah. Kinda like nothing else really. Um, very Chicago, like right next to yeah. the train tracks too. Hell of Chicago, because it's yeah. all Milwaukee, right? Yeah, 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 it's in Wigger, yeah. Yeah, so, I actually, the first show I went to at Chop Shop, are you familiar with Soul Action, like Joe Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really dope, because um, I like a bunch of types of music, like I, I love house and electronic music in general, but that's electronic too, but it's, it's definitely different, I love that yeah, too. Yeah, sure. Went to Joe K show there, and I feel like he was like such a good, like chop shop artist, you know? yes. Because it's like that's type of music too that you could be going for like a steak or a beer or whatever at chop shop and like still vibe with the Joe K music. So yes, that was a cool show. But the Brownies Lemonade show was was super dope. It was um, who's on the yeah. lineup? San Holo was like the special guest, um, and then Whipped Cream was on it. Nice. Um, Jaron, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Jaron or Jaron. I haven't f- kept up with him since then, but he's like this young kid. With a San... Is it San Holo or San Holo? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's San, maybe? San. Probably San. Could be San. Yeah, because it's like Han Solo. Yeah. San. We'll <laughs> it's San. I'm so- sorry if, if you're watching, bro. But um, San Holo... He, has a re- he had a remix of his song. He was like this... this I don't know how old this kid was. Like He was maybe like 18 or 19. But Damn. he had a remix of the song. And um, really good remix. So... Um, he kind of opened it up and he had like a bunch of energy. So he was, he was really fun to shoot. Um, and the next day at Lala, San Holo actually brought him out for the song. And so that was like really cool. Oh, wow. I think I went to Lala that day just like as a fan. And yeah. I saw him on stage. And I was like, damn, this kid's like really living his best life. That's like, awesome. Yeah. So Ch- Jaron, I think his name is J-A-R-O-N. Check him out. Oh, I think I've seen that name before. Yeah. yeah I don't want to say it either. Man, I'm we're bad. Names, I know, man, like dude. we shouldn't be of all people, but <laughs> we're out here 
gonna edit this out, but um, no, 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 <laughs> we keep it raw. Baby. Yeah, but 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 uh, that was that was a really cool show. They were on the lineup. Um, Party Pupils too. Yeah, I love Party Pupils. Yeah, they're dope. I like their vibes. So. Really seen them grow over the past yeah. three or four years. Too. Yeah, they have, dude, and and they're like a good like act, like a good performance. They too. are a like, good act. Bunch of energy and bunch of energy. So that show was really cool to shoot because I got to yeah. shoot all these artists, which I don't normally get to do in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And, like all those artists just had a bunch of energy and it was like it was busting it was it was cool. Well, I gotta ask you this: What about a crowd at a, at a festival versus after party? Are they? Yeah. Is it more difficult to capture their energy? I mean, most of the time people are pretty fucked up at after. Yeah. Party, right? I mean, that's kind of the status quo. Yeah, I feel like it just depends. I feel like it depends time of day. It depends the festival. It depends the music. True. But, but yeah, I feel like after parties. I think after parties are harder to capture just because of the space you're in, like, moving right. around. Yeah. You don't want to bring out a light and shit, too. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's like, uh, are you asking kind of based off the energy of them? Or just I mean, like, like, do you feel like you're like, oh, God, everybody's fucked up here. I probably can't get any crowd shots. I thought that's shots. what you were asking. Um, <laughs> yeah, it can, be, it can be harder at times. It yeah. Just, it just depends on the venue, but, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, moving through crowds and stuff, and, like, you know, because I'm not fucked up shooting the show, but, like, yeah. I've been to the shows fucked up, so I'm like, I feel you guys, but, like, I gotta get through, I, bro. Yeah, I can't put you on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or that, exactly. Oh, so, man. yeah, festival sets are easier to shoot, especially just because you have more room, you know? You can move around, and yeah, I've shot some shows where um, it's just been super difficult to move around, but the good thing about after-party shows is they're usually longer, so it's, like... True you can kind of be more patient on like, you know, I'm not festival shows. It's like, like you're in such a rush to get everywhere and you got more ground to cover. Yeah, so bro. yeah. So after party shows are harder to shoot as far as the crowd. But, um, you know, sometimes they're even like them being more fucked up. They're like, helps. I like, Oh, move the way. What's up? Bro? What's up? Yeah. They're like, take my <laughs> picture. Like there's, there's two types of people in the world. The people that are nice when they're <laughs> fucked up and the people that are fucked up when yep. they're fucked up. Right. Be the nice kind. If you, if you be can. the nice kind. I know not people. everyone can help it, but like, just be the nice kind for your own sake. So speaking of chop shop, I think it's when we got to bring up Mr. Summit because he played, I, I've, I met him a few years ago, like a spy bar pregame. And I remember his track, Viva Vosse. Came out to repopulate Mars. Yeah. Did super well. Then he opened for Lee Foss at Chop Shop. And you shot that show, didn't you? Yeah. That was that was the first one I shot for John. So how did you meet yeah. John then originally? So John went to my high school, which is funny. Okay. Um, but I didn't So he's not fifteen. He graduated he graduated high school and college then, huh? I can't, you can't yeah, say? <laughs> yeah. He graduated college, but I can't. you got to make the 15, 15 judgment for yourself yeah. out there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he did, he did graduate high school and college. Um, but um, that's a good bit. Such a good bit. That's um, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so he went to my high school, but I went to high school of 4,000 kids. There's 1,000 kids in each class. He's a few years older than me. Yeah. Um, so I'm 12 then. And um, <laughs> I... Uh, I didn't really know him, but my best friend's older brother was his best friend. So I like, kind of always knew of John, okay. but never really met him. So right. fast forward to now, and I shot this boat party with Good Luck Chicago. Yeah. So shout out to Alex and Arvy, great guys. Love you guys. And uh, Lexi Galvis, shout out to her. Hell she, yeah. Uh, great, great girl. How have um, we not met, bro? I know, yeah, we know all these same people. It's crazy. God. It's such a small scene too. Like, I know I it's unbelievable know, to me. Were you were you at that one by chance? Probably. Yeah. Oh, was Summit playing? Yeah. So, 
It was West End headlined it, and John played right before him. God, I think so. This was a few years ago. Twenty nineteen, yeah. I think I was. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Shane was just lit. I'm pretty sure. Goddamn like, right. Yeah. That's Arby's fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, dude. Anyways, I, I had a class with Lexi and we were like partners for some project and it was this night class and I never really like I would go in and like I I like probably didn't even really like talk to her much i would go in and we just kind of did did it like she did most of the work in it <laughs> and then i think i um i saw her video work somewhere and so i shot her a dm and i was just like yo like amazing work like that's cool that you do video stuff too in the industry and then you know um really friendly and you know she was like we should definitely like collab on something sometime yeah and um she asked me to shoot that show because she couldn't go so went to the show and I wasn't familiar with John as an artist at the time, and uh, I saw some of his, so I said my brother, my best friend's older brother is friends with him, so all those kids, all his friends I knew just from shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them said to me, they're like, how's the video stuff going? And I was like, it's good, but I'm, I'm trying to make connections with artists and stuff. They're like, well, have you talked to John? I was like, John? They're like, John Summit, like John Schuster from high school. Like, wow. Have you, have you chatted with him? And I looked over and it was John. And <laughs> last time I had seen him in a picture, son, he had like long hair and he was like, you know, a lot younger. So I yeah. recognized him at first when I got on the boat. I was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. So, you know, then I shot, he wasn't even closing it out. Um, and so he, yeah, I shot photos of him, shot photos of West End, really great guy. He yeah. closed it out. And um, I talked to him after, and he was like, yeah, like, I don't have anyone doing my video or photo. I just have my friends do it on their iPhones. <laughs> and I was like, cool, dude. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to progress, too. Like, yeah. let's, let's do it if you need content. Um, so the timing of that was really great because, you know, that was, like, right before he really popped off. Yeah, man. And all of a sudden, That's a month like later. two years ago then, right? About. Yeah. Because yeah. that must have been in the summer. May of, May of 2019. So, wow. Aviva Vose was right after that and yep. the chop shop show was right after that yep and like that was a big show for him you know because yeah him and lee like he played before lee but then they went back to back after too so it's like you know it's a big stage to be on and he killed for it sure. so yeah then it kind of just went from there you know it's like we worked well together and yeah yeah we're both like perfectionists on it like we'll kind of figure out what's best for videos together and awesome man yeah you're rising together right now yeah yeah i mean he's one of the most talked about people in electronic music period yeah i'm not rising as quick as him he's he he popped off like yeah and yeah he's he's really killing right now he's staying humble though he's still chicago till he dies and i love that yeah and people i think people don't know him don't even like think about that or like he's also just a super hard worker oh yeah dude for sure really hard worker really humble dude so yeah yeah, it's respectable for sure. So I'm I'm happy to have been a part of that that journey and stuff and capture it. It's cool. It's very very cool, man. Yeah. And tell tell me about like what you guys have been doing with the past couple of months because he's been getting booked everywhere. You went out to uh, San Bernardino, right, for a day trip, which looked incredible. Yeah. yeah. How is it to see like him on that stage and then you be there? Is it a little like I mean out of body experience almost for a second? Yeah, I think I think like we were talking about before with flow states, like yeah. when I shoot I just kinda like black out or like yeah. when people DJ they just kinda like black out and Yeah. So I think yeah, I get a little nervous. I got a little nervous before the second day trip show is back to back with Lee because they closed the festival out. Dude, what was that set time? 
11 to midnight. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Crowd was slain. Yeah, it was, that was the last set. And they were going up against Chami and Wax back to back. Oh, so shit. It was like... So yeah. there was multiple stages there? Yeah, there was two stages, so... Damn, yeah, that, that's huge. a tough decision right there. Yeah, I mean... Damn, dude. Like, it, it's, it's, been, it's been really cool, and it's been something that I've been wanting to do since those days at, you know, IU when I made that decision to transfer. Yeah, and, man. Um, so I, I think for me, it's been, like, really great and nerve-wracking at times being up there, like, these high-pressure moments, but I think I've just wanted it for so long that it's, like... You know, it feels like everything's kind of happening at the right time right now and stuff. So yeah. I'm super grateful to, to be able to capture it and, and, you know, grateful that he's popped off to where, you know, I can go shoot these shows. But yeah, yeah that one. And then um, we did Seismic. Yeah, that looked awesome that too. Was, that was cool, yeah. Because he played the after party, which was dope. Yeah. And then um, shot Space, which was really cool because that was my first time at Space ever. Okay, what's that place like, bro? It's it's crazy. It like it, it's crazy. It definitely lives up to the hype. It's just yeah, like, yeah. It's it's pretty dope. Like nine hours of I shot for nine hours. So like, how did you know battery life? Dude, the A7 has three batteries, man. They're, there they're we go. Um, shout out Sony, but I charge. I think I charged the other one like in the green room, like mid mid set. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty dope. Yeah, it's cool. Goddamn. So you're shooting in all different types of environments. Are you are you holding yourself to a higher standard with with your whole process? Did you upgrade your equipment, your editing? I mean, I know you take that you took that yeah. stuff seriously. What's changed for you now that things are really happening for your partner? Um, yeah, I got the A seven S three instead of the two. So the A seven S two was great probably, fucking camera. Yeah, I would say probably damn near no one out here like knows I know what it is. You know, and yeah. Like, any videographers watching know, but yeah, they killed it. Like they they upped everything from the a7s2 so that's been big for me um i did a7s2 before so i upgraded my camera and then i upgraded my camera and because of that shoots way bigger files that kill your computer so i'd upgrade my computer (laughs) oh my god yeah there you go it goes hand in hand but yeah i've i've been constantly investing in gear and, and myself and i think that's important for creatives to do for sure um so yeah over over covid and stuff tough time to put money aside but i did and you know i'm, I'm thankful i did for sure but yeah yeah better gear and stuff and which is tricky because i feel like people not everyone appreciates if something looks like more high quality or not but right. um right for myself and then you, you know, know like we said you know yeah yeah definitely like i can nitpick things for sure and i know yeah. other creatives can but um yeah but i think it's a good look for an artist too to have high quality stuff not that yeah I'm still improving and improving my gear and stuff, but yeah. to make that step up is it's important to have high quality stuff. I think and absolutely, bro. Reflects on the image and stuff. So yeah, it's it's a nice camera, and I've upgraded most things since then. You've taken it up a notch. Yeah, try and do, but it gets expensive, bro. What about with you? Yeah, I know, bro. I know. What about with your editing process? Like a question I always ask producers is like, how do you continue to challenge yourself? How do you continue to learn? A lot of times, the answer is YouTube University, working with yeah. other people. Do you collaborate with other videographers? Do you look on YouTube? Are there courses to take? Yeah, I do. Um, I learn a lot on YouTube. Like usually, yeah. usually, because I feel like I have a pretty creative mind. So I'll usually think of a transition or something I want to do. Okay. And then I'll somehow try and keyword in YouTube. It's usually not right, but it'd be like, whatever, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'll kind of learn that way. Um, I work close. You know, like my friend, like we'll chat a lot. Julian, I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll chat a lot and some other videographers I'll chat with, but, um, 
I usually just kind of like figure out my own stuff because I don't know. I, I kind of just, just do it that way. Yeah. And, and you, I think creatives in general are pretty cool about this and that, but I feel like some like might not want to give secrets away or whatever. So I won't, yeah. I usually won't like directly like chat with people. <laughs> yeah. I'll give mine away though. I don't, care. <laughs> I don't have too many. So I'll give yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, YouTube university is the way to go. I think for anyone for sure. wanting to learn, is that how you learned? I mean, podcast stuff? so much stuff. I, I love YouTube. It's, and you know, we, we grew up when YouTube became a thing. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy, like to be, not that you can't be creative at any age, but when you're really interested in something at a young age to have that access, to be able to go learn anything, learn to DJ, learn to podcast, learn to knit, learn to underwater basket yeah. weave, whatever the fuck you yeah. want to do, it's on YouTube and it's Sorry, at a high Dan, quality, dude. Move, yeah. And YouTube is the most consumed form of, I wouldn't even call it social media, but it's like YouTube, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. And I think why YouTube is number one is because it's something that you can really give back to and get a lot out of. Like Instagram, you feel like you have to give, 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 give. And then like you're what? Looking for, you're waiting for followers, for verification, for views, for all that stuff. It's like, it's a very draining platform, a lot of those. But YouTube, I'm like happy to get into a YouTube rabbit hole. I'm like happy to upload sets. I'm like happy to upload clips because it's something that like I feel like I'm really leaving my mark. And YouTube is like, the, your YouTube page is something that really describes who you are because video content is like, I know I said I love audio, but I love video yeah, too. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, I think it's cool. Like, I like going on my own YouTube page. I don't like looking at my own Instagram. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, sure, I do just to maintain everything, but that's why I love YouTube. I feel like it's just like a good representation of who you are. Yeah, and especially too, because you can like, there's no limits on video length or resolution or this yes thing, you know like so i agree 100 percent. there's no rules on you well there are but yeah yeah it's not the same can't you know but uh that's that's factual for sure yeah and i look at it that way too i think it's like got its own kind of unique community and and i actually didn't even know that it was like the most consumed makes sense but i guess i didn't even think of it that way because i think yeah. when you think of Social media, I know, like you said, YouTube isn't necessarily social media, but mm-hmm. I always think of Facebook being the king of that, even though it's oh, not yeah. the most content creator friendly. But right. yeah, YouTube is like the most peer way to put video content it's out. It's collaborative. Sure. Yes, yeah. That's what it is. That's what we're yeah. looking for. Yeah. It's very collaborative. And a lot of the ways to actually grow your following on YouTube is collaborate with other YouTubers. Yeah. That's what YouTube yeah. wants you to do. True. Yeah. And I love that. And that's where I believe like my biggest audience is, whether they know it or not, or I know it. Yeah. It's it's where like I I think like a podcast can live and breathe. If you look at Joe Rogan and and any of these other podcasts and stuff too, yeah, people like to sit and hang out on YouTube. It's true. It's true. And the fact there's a rabbit hole too. You know, I feel like you can get discovered. You never even know. Just keep uploading good content. Yep. like you have. And with the Joe Rogan stuff, I, I know he does clips. Like, you do the clips, too. Dude, right? the and clips are massive. Yeah, because it's, like, that perfect mix between the long-form YouTube and, like, Instagram is great because it's, like, the little hits, which, right. for better or for worse, that's, like, a generational thing of what, right. you know, the younger generation likes. But, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, like, this will always live and die on YouTube, for sure. We're YouTubers right yeah. here, babe. It's we love you, YouTube. <laughs> Shout out, YouTube. We love you, YouTube. You'll see my face on there later. <laughs> So you were doing something um, recently called Strato Sessions, and did I say that correctly, by the way? 
So Stratus? it's, it's funny because I, I created it. I said, I, I call it Stratus, but, but then I've heard other people say other things. And at the end of the day, I guess the name doesn't really matter, but well, Stratus, Stratos. It, hey, do, it does, but like... People are talking about it, though. Like, true. how do you say it? How yeah, do you say yeah. it? There you go. Everybody, yeah, shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Stratus, but um, I guess at the end of the day, the, the name's the least of my worries. Because I thought about name trip for forever. Yeah. And I was just like, shit, it sounds cool, and like, I'm going to do it. Because it's more about the music and then the visuals but Stratus yeah Stratus I yeah. like it yeah well let's settle let's settle the score it's Stratus sessions. Stratus Shem's gonna come find you if you say anything that's right so. <laughs> that's right motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. but it's really cool I mean you just released your first one which was Kyle Walker back to back West End at Shady Park yeah in Arizona yeah pretty fucking dope for an opener bro yeah but my, my question is before we talk about the specifics of it is live streams and these recorded streams really they've always been around you know like have you heard of circle before of yeah, course, yeah. The dj max oh, yeah. right i love that stuff that stuff made me really love djing like before i even ever had success really yeah i just thought it was cool i was a gearhead like i loved watching them mix like all that sort of shit and now over the past year like i've been able to put that sort of stuff out there and it's been really fun for me as a creator as a video guy too and so many other people are now doing this, and it's just so awesome. And my question for you is, like, what are you trying to do that's different than everybody else, though? What was the reason to start yeah. it? Yeah. Well, the reason I started it was I was thinking, like, it's almost, it sounds, it's not selfish, but it's like a selfish thing in nature, but it's like a good thing. Is I was like, I feel like a little something's missing from, like, I love what I do. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'm just, I have I have other work besides the concert stuff to make money, but like yeah, sure. you know, I'm I'm making money with it. I'm enjoying it. Um, I have a lot of room to improve, but I'm getting good at it. And then there's this like one other piece missing, which is I think kind of like this mission on like how are you making the world better. And I know some people watch my content and they're like, wow, that was so dope, whatever. And then the artist or the client of mine who I'm producing the content for, I'm making their world better. But I was like, how can I make it better? And I think, like, through the live streams, there's people who I realize, like, don't get to go to concerts because they live in a third world country. Yes. Or, like, yeah. whatever the reason may be, you know, they live in a COVID-infested part right now or, yeah. you know, they missed a concert because whatever. So I was like, you know, how can I use my skills to, to make people's lives better? And I was like, that's a way I think I can do it. Because yeah. on some live streams I did, I saw people, like, love from this country, love from that country. Like, yeah. You made my whole day. So I was like, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, everybody loves music, and not everyone gets to access it in the ways that we in the U.S. and especially in Chicago get mm-hmm. to access it. So yeah, that was kind of the thing behind it. And I, I want to progress, progress with it, and do like kind of a more like charity aspect. Like, what I want to do on some of the episodes is have like, say, we go, you know, we go to a location, and we the artists kind of do some type of outreach there too, and you know, okay. we can film it and hopefully that inspires people to do some more. Yeah. outreach and stuff with yeah. that specific issue in that spot which is kind of hard to do logistically with artists touring schedules and this and that but like right. that's kind of the goal moving forward with it you know and then hopefully get some sponsors who can pitch into the charitable aspect of it mm-hmm. but as far as making it unique I started doing the back to back thing and honestly I'm not so sure I'm going to keep that up because I don't want to limit it to just back to backs because it's sure. just like logistically harder to do absolutely it is but that's what i kind of felt like makes it unique and and will because i did a set with um john and gorgon city um, oh you shot that yeah yeah bro that was 
beautiful. <laughs> thank you, thank you, yeah. Isn't that, that's got a couple hundred thousand views on it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got probably technically my most viewed video I've made. Let's yeah, go! Like, yeah, I didn't know you shot yeah, that. thank you, Kai. Thank that you, one was John. really cool. Yeah, thank didn't you. Didn't Gorgon upload that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's go, my yeah. guy. Yeah, no, thank you. That was, yeah, that was dope. So beautiful night. Too. Yeah, you guys got to go check out that set. That's a yeah. really, really well. That's done. a great set too, and that was actually the first time tangent here. But John played "Make Me Feel," and that was the first time I heard the track. And like, I almost dropped my camera. Like, I looked at my friend Julian who was recording it, um, <laughs> and the one Kai played right after was some L.A. Riot song um, that was unreleased at the time too. So yeah. As a fan, like those five minutes, I was like, "Yo, like this is it." Like, um, got you. But anyways, yeah. So so that was cool. <laughs> That, that one definitely popped off, but I saw a bunch of people commenting. Thank you for the kind words, by the way, too. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Um, they, you know, I saw a bunch of people commenting on it. Like I said, like, like love from Indonesia, like, love from this country, that country. Like, you guys made my whole week. You made my whole COVID. Yeah. And that's because of them and the tracks they played, but what I'm trying to do is kind of just curate it and, you know, make those opportunities happen. And with the back-to-backs, I think a lot of people were like, this is a combination I, I never knew I needed, like John Summit and Gorgon City. Yes. Because um, their music styles are different, you know? Same, same-ish, same but different, like same sub-genre. But it brings out a different side of each other, yeah. though, right? Yeah, because yeah, they're like catering each other, but still playing their own stuff. And it's, right. it's kind of adds a little element of like, you don't know what track you're going to get next. And, yeah. Um, also their personalities too, like, you know, come out a little in the video. Yeah, they do. Once those IPAs start hitting and stuff, (laughs) you know, like, everyone gets a little looser, but they're, like, such great guys, both of them, so it was just, like, a fun energy, like, and you could tell that by the way they were interacting and the tracks they were playing, so that, that for me kind of sparked it, I was like, how can I do some more, some more of this, right? Um, because the tricky thing with live streams too is that for, now this is for us, is, like, I don't view live streams as much anymore, of course, because right. I would always prefer to go to a show. Yeah, but we're not stuck inside anymore. Yeah, so right, but that's why with with Stratus, it's the goal to make them all live. Most of them live shows, you know, like the Shady Park one we didn't do because we couldn't get a date there. Yeah, but um, and then the one coming up wasn't a live show, but it's in a dope spot. So with Chris Diaz, DJ Susan. I'll plug that because they're the boys. So you Shanks went boys. to Tulum with them. Yeah, yeah. And we just did it, yeah. And Jenny sang too, right? Oh, yeah, Jenny too. Yeah, she's on, she came on for like four or five tracks, killed it. Dude, yeah. I can't wait to see that. When's that coming yeah. out? Um, We're going to drop it. Uh, when's this episode coming out? Uh, Wednesday yeah, the 14th. So, yeah, in about, about a week, yeah. Okay. Drop it on the 21st, so 21st. Ish, yeah. Fuck yeah. Next next week, Monday, yeah. Woo! So yeah, that, that that's a dope one for sure. That's awesome. And you see what when I said two artists whose energies like they both of them and Jenny like oh, some yeah. of the greatest people, like just great energies. Absolutely. So bro. positive and yeah. Couldn't agree. Good yeah. vibes worldwide from the Hood Poly crew. Yeah, shout out shout out to all of them and uh so I, I think that episode embodies too what I'm trying to do, you know? Like yeah. I'm trying to make people's day. Like I, I right. might not look at a live set the same way as someone else because I can go to shows and it's not my primary source of consuming house music. Yeah. But like No, this is interesting. You're thinking a lot of times when I try and think about content to create, I think like, All right, what is something that I would like? What's yes, something that I would yeah. watch? You're thinking about something that other people would watch. You may not consume it like that, but yeah. There's so many people who can't go to shows yeah. like we're going to. Not everybody lives in Chicago or travels around to Tulum and L.A. and stuff, yeah. right? I yeah. feel you. Yeah, and like I said, it comes from a, 
it's selfless, but it comes from a little selfish thing because I feel like that was kind of missing, and I was like, and you can always go out and like you know do community yeah, service man. and stuff, but it's like when I'm doing this, I'm fulfilling. There's this Japanese concept called ikigai. I don't know if you've heard of it, but okay, it's I think. simple, but it's like interesting. Is it's it's those four things. It's like to be happy in life, gotta do something you're good at, yep. gotta do something that makes you money, something you enjoy doing, and mm-hmm. then something that's like a mission of the world that makes the world a better place. Wow. And what like what I do does fulfill all those things in some type of way, but I was like, this kind of hits more on the mission thing, and mm-hmm. I like doing it. Hopefully someday it'll make me money, and then, you know, I'm getting better at it, so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of the reason behind it, so we'll see where it goes, but. Very cool, man. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I love that. Let's go around, around. Good guy, but, but, ex- but exactly like you fulfill those things too, you know, because like you give people a platform to talk, and that's like that's yeah. a special thing too. And you know, yeah, people pick that. stuff up from the show. So, I, I gotta tell you, in San Diego, man, it was wild for me because like DJ Susan is like a god there, it looked wild, but I was like standing next to him. I went to like he likes, I wasn't allowed to leave his side, and uh, <laughs> I was like decked in hood poly gear, and I was standing next to him at Chris Lake, and it's this after show, and like all these random people kept coming up to me like being like oh you're sherm like i saw you do the hood politics things on wednesdays with susan like i followed you i love your podcast listen to this episode yeah my girlfriend and brother with me and they were like what the fuck yeah and i was like damn like that's gotta feel good though yeah it was crazy for me like i mean it wasn't like a line of people but like the fact that anybody came up and was like i recognize you and even when I wasn't next to him, too, people, like, came up to me. Yeah. And um, it just, it's it's good because they didn't say, like, oh, I saw this video. It's like, I saw that, then I followed you, then I watched this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome because that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Trying to just make a little bit of an impact. And you say, only if one person enjoys it, then it's worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's impact right there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was crazy. But, Hell yeah. I mean, to be out in San Diego and people recognize me, I was like, okay. Well, I mean, it's like, it's definitely something that will spread with consistency and has spread because like, oh yeah, I, I didn't meet you. I found you through, yeah. through the internet and what you're doing and yeah. in the booth is how I, I first found it. So my baby, let's get it's it. my baby we in the booth. It's crazy to be in the booth, man. Yeah. You having a good time? Yeah. Thank you. We got a few me. questions left for you though. Let's run it. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit more about some of your passion projects. Obviously, Strata Sessions is a big passion project for you, but you've done things in the past. I wanted to bring up the human race. Yeah, that what, was... What was that? Um, so that was when I was more into documentary filmmaking. Um, and I was just... The human race just, like, thing for, like, just different stories. I was just going to do different little documentary clips on different individuals mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it kind of trickled out because of other things. But, uh, it's yeah. It's so cool, though. It was cool, yeah. I, I enjoyed doing it. That was, like, kind of a startup thing that... An idea I thought of doing. Similar intent to Stratus. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, tell people stories, because I've always liked documentary filmmaking, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I did that for a bit, and then kind of just decided to go other routes in the middle of college and doing classes. A million things going million th- on. A million things going on, but, yeah, that was cool to do. I think I've always had a, a passion for telling people stories. And Do you do anything else for you that's not videography, necessarily? Um, like, creatively? Creatively? I mean, even if it is videography, like... I know a lot of people that just, like, they love to shoot photography. And yeah, they don't yeah. share it or anything. Yeah, they maybe yeah. have a page, but they don't really promote it. Yeah, I will, I will go out go out and shoot photos sometime. Um, I'll, I'll do photos around the city. I do like shooting the city. I think, like, urban 
architecture is like super dope yeah street chicago's photos. got a lot of incredible architecture yeah, st- street photos are dope it's definitely like a freeing experience to do that and yeah and not do it with any pressure um mm-hmm. you know, my girlfriend did something in la where we just shot like this concept idea and i'm editing that right now that'll come out at some point but okay did it in chinatown just this whole little like concept we had that was a fun process because we kind of just worked on it and this is something like for us just to do too you know so yeah I haven't, like, had a lot of pressure on, like, editing it a certain way, just making it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I've done other things in the past, videography-related, just for myself, like, to different songs and stuff, just little concepts here and there. Yeah. And I think that's fun, because it kind of balances out the whole, like... You have to. Hustle and grind. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I love what I do, it's like... Totally, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I don't podcast for myself, necessarily. Yeah. I do by myself. Uh, sometimes my girlfriend's like, can I get out of the booth right now? And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? We're having dinner. Like, I'm yeah. here to interview you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, sometimes like, it becomes a little, like, maybe not just for me, but for a lot of other people, it's like, becomes a part of you, but you need to like, break apart from that. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to ask you, like, yeah, yeah. you take it very seriously and you're obviously professional and you're passionate about it, but you have to find a way to kind of separate yourself from it, right? Definitely. And I have other hobbies and interests. I think that's important too, is like, yeah. Like, for example, like, I golfed in high school, and I, through college and stuff... Are you still a golfer? Yeah, let's go play, bro. Let's go play, bro. I think bro. I DM'd you, I was like, I saw you, like... Oh, yeah, you play. did! Yeah. yeah, 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 we gotta go. I just we got fitted for some clubs. We'll just, we could have just done this on the course. I, mean, I love the booth, <laughs> Yes, but, like, you did shit. say that, I forgot I that's that. that's what I said, yeah, something like oh, that. Oh, my gosh, next time. Yeah. No, we'll have to go play, though, because golf for me is, like, I'm sure you feel the same way, it's just, like, man, like, it's the best, like, you just don't... It's a flow state for a long time. You're outside. Like, you, you can't really be mad on a golf course. No, like, I turn my phone off. I yeah. If I hit one good shot, it's a, it's a good day. It's only that's one a, shot that brings you back. Coming back. That's yeah, right. That's the phrase. It, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. But, yeah, golf's, golf's the shit. I still, I kind of veered away from it in college and mm-hmm. stuff um, just because of video and school and just not prioritizing it. But that's something that, you know, I'll do to kind of take a break because with turning your phone off too i feel like that's a good point is like oh yeah it's hard to turn your phone off in the house or whatever but when you're out there it's like you're just focused on having a good time and you gotta disconnect yeah okay we gotta go dude let's play so soon. let's fucking play let's do it this week let's get it i can't i'm going to vegas on thursday oh shit We'll make time, though, yeah, I bro. promise. See how you're going to golf? I'm like, sure. I'm like, let's golf tomorrow, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, for those that don't know, you never know if you're going to be able to golf in Chicago because it could be fucking yeah. raining when it says it's supposed to be sunny, and it could be sunny when it says it's supposed to be raining. Man, I feel like we've gotten pretty... Well, this weekend's like... I feel like we've gotten, yeah. gotten lucky recently, kind of. Like, yeah. It's been pretty decent, but yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Good golf weather. Yeah. We get, we get a little bit out, but... Yeah, dude, it's just... That's why I'm almost like want to move somewhere else, not just for golf, but weather, but that too. I mean, My buddy is moving to Phoenix so he can golf three times a week. It's like, it sounds like to the average person, they're like, damn, but I don't blame him. No, <laughs> no, he loves golf. And yeah. he actually, he's who I went with last weekend and uh, he's helped me a lot with my swing, so yeah. you better watch out, bro. Yeah. I'm going low. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna do any money on it. Or no, 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 I don't bet. I'm not a gambler. I'm a fucking Jew, bro. We could if you want. We could. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's fun to like get better at too, and I, I think it's like this is gonna sound like hella deep, but I feel like it like relates to life a lot, and like. I agree. University and shit, dude. Like I golfed competitively in high school, and it was. Oh I really? Feel like it taught me. Yeah, and that's why I, I, 
when I say like it's kind of always been a part of my life, like mm-hmm. felt weird. Same thing when I when I kind of kicked videography out of my life for the first semester of college. It was like yeah. something's missing. So yeah, it taught me a lot though. Like just I didn't make the golf team my freshman year. We have a really big school, and like mm-hmm. I just just didn't make it. Yeah. And then the next day I went to the range, golfed, and you know like worked my ass off and made it the next year. So it's like wow. Yeah, it's it's just like little things like that though, and that's with any sport, but. I feel like golf because you're out there for five hours Golf's on your different. own, no coach, like literally five hours. Dude, it's mental. It's crazy. Like it, you hit a bad shot, and I know that a lot of people who don't golf like you don't necessarily get it. But like if yeah. you're at that age too, and like you know you're playing in a tournament, like that's all I gave a shit about. Yeah. So like, it yeah, you hit a bad shot, and you got to figure out a way to recover before you do your next one, and no one there to tell you what to do. So wow. Yeah, I think. I think it's 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 a great thing golf is. Yeah. That's you know what golf is not a game of perfect. That's my line. No, never will be. Never will be. Never will be. And life isn't either. There you go. I was just about to ask you what advice you give to creatives, and I think you just did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> golf. Golf. <laughs> just get into golf, or think about the concept of you'll, golf. You'll learn it all on the golf course. <laughs> um, what would be a piece of advice though to if maybe it was a young version like if if you're Yoder yeah. right now like what would be something you would say. Just keep going. Persistence defies resistance, and um, that's good. Because I think for me, that's I almost kind of just gave up on it with the concert side of things. Yeah. Because it's tricky. Like you, you do, you know, you do need to meet people and stuff, but your work's got to be good too. And I kind of like was getting my work better, but I was like, I'm not doing everything I can to go meet people enough, right? Right. Like I kind of we'll bring it back to the good luck chicago show with yeah. the boat party like even though i just like kind of like dm lexi and like decided to go i also just got back in from out of town so i could have said no to that shoot but i yeah. said yes to it i went out there i talked to people mm-hmm. and because i'd gone that night i me and john probably still would have crossed paths because we have that hometown connection yeah. but you know we crossed paths timing. at the right time timing and i would say to creatives just put yourselves in position to win yeah and in the moment, it might not seem like, you know, you might not win that night or that week or month, but you got to just keep rolling the dice, you know? Yeah. Like, just keep keep persisting. Because totally. if, you, if you work at your craft, you meet people, like, you'll get places. And I still got a ways to go, but I'm still keeping that in mind. Like, yeah. I keep putting my work out there. and mm-hmm. Yeah, keep rolling the dice. Keep rolling the dice, going outside your comfort zone. Yeah. What's what, what's your what's your best piece of advice? My best piece of advice, honestly, such a similar You've thing, been man. Through it for sure. Make sure whatever you're gonna do, you love it in a genuine way. If it's, it would never make you money. And if you can't ever get it to make you money, whatever that is, then that's okay. Find other ways, but you have to love it for the right reasons. Like I've been doing this podcast for almost five years now, and it's still not even halfway to where I want it to be, but. I say it almost every episode. If only me and you listen to this, wouldn't matter to me, man, because I'm enjoying this. This is something yeah, yeah. that I genuinely enjoy, right? Same, bro, yeah. We may not make a million dollars off this, maybe one day, but, YouTube, but that's the thing about it is people get into industries, jobs, passions, whatever, for the wrong reasons, and they don't see it through. Or they do get into the right reasons and they don't hit that path of success at the right point that they thought they were going to get. What I'm trying to say is the word longevity should be the most important thing to any creator. Yeah. Eventually, people will quit. Eventually, you'll cut them in line. Eventually, they'll just get out 
and you're going to still be there. And that's just how it goes. Well, this guy right here, keep listening because he's, he's dropping bombs. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and it's true. It's so it's true. true. And, and I think, I think COVID actually blessing the skies kind of did that a little bit too. Yeah. You know, kind of like, I don't say weeded people out because like everyone's welcome. Everyone can eat. Yeah. I don't care how saturated creative markets are, but like people who are in it for the right reasons are still in it. People quit you know? really fucking hard yeah. at one point. Yeah. And like I told you before we went on air, I doubled down. Yeah. I said, this is my Massive. time to now expand my footprint on a remote level because I love the in-person interviews, but I was really, I was really not putting myself in a position to grow because it's great to build your name here in Chicago, but like there's a whole other world out there. I would have never met DJ Susan. I would have never met the people that I interviewed in uh, England and in Europe and all those sort of things. Yeah. So um, blessing this guys, yes, and for anybody that has been affected by COVID is absolutely terrible, but I know what you mean. No, of course, of course. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is it's like, everybody has a different perspective of how the last year yeah, went. Yeah. So it's like, I, I stayed optimistic like you. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I agree completely. There were things to take advantage to find out who you really are. Definitely. You know what I mean? And it comes from you, you know, in that, in that situational thing. And, I think that's what people need to understand that everybody struggles with. I've struggled with it, yeah. but like more is in control than you think, you know, mm -hmm. like, especially with like what I said is I, I couldn't go and shoot these shows, even though at sometimes, you know, I'd see people shoot shows that I thought in no cocky way, I genuinely thought my work was better than maybe some certain people shooting certain shows. Yes. But it doesn't matter. It was like, I was chilling in my apartment, like working on stuff, but mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily yeah, I was going out once or twice a week, but, like, why not three or four times a week to meet people? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always more in control than you think, and that's when I was, like, uh, you could give this up, but are you doing everything you can in your power? Like, yeah. no. Like, are you? I used to email people, like, managers all the time. Yeah. Which some people, and some managers would be like, oh, that's super annoying, but it's like, dude, like... One person might say yes. Yeah. hundred for every hundred no's, one yes, or whatever it that's is. That's right. But, so... Do your, you know, do as much as you can. More, more is in control than you think usually. So, gotta give it We're your all. We're both dropping bombs right now. Yours, yours is better than mine. No, 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 no. But no. to be expected. To be expected. <laughs> I do think like you can control your path, and your future. And, and speaking of the future, do you have any long term goals, Mason? I should probably set some and write some down more. Yeah. I think um I think I just really want to like my ultimate long term goal is just to be able to do this full-time make the amount of money I want to make mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just be able to say this is my full-time thing because it is but I, I have different avenues and I guess just to keep doing that not worry about money so I can just enjoy the process yeah I don't really know because like I'm kind of just living in the present which is good I should set more goals specifically long term I love that but I, I think that. I think right now I'm just like enjoying the process because mm -hmm. I know that like I'm slowly getting to where I want to go, and it's been nice to feel some of this, you know, to shoot some of these shows recently that are getting bigger and bigger and, like, you know, get more opportunities because, like, you know, it's going in the right direction for sure. With Stratus, um, I think the same type of thing. I don't have any specific goals. You know, I could say a subscriber mark or something like that, but I think ultimately I just want to continue to grow that and, yeah. and uh, make cool content, really. For sure, so. bro. And I think, I, I don't, like, I have some goals that, like, long-term, maybe, like, five years. Yeah. 
you know, I was telling you about some of those, and I didn't get much further than five years. And I think that's the thing is like, you can only really you can make long term goals and try and get to them, but dude, we've been saying cliche shit all night, but cliche shit is the truck and truth. Life is a fucking journey, and you never know which way it's gonna yeah, go. Yeah, right. It's cliche shit for a reason, though. dude. And I, it's it's just the truth. It's the guy's yeah. honest truth, and I think it's actually it's in a in a weird way, it's mature of you. To not know what you want to do long term. I love that. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't I have to have it all. That. You don't have to have it all figured out. Dude. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I, I think, like I said, it's good to have long term goals. I probably should set some specific ones. Yeah. But like I said, I, I think I, yeah, kind of just enjoying it right now, making sure I keep working hard, and yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of feel like the long term goals will kind of fall no matter what they are, as long That's as it's. Right. You know, keeps going right stay direction. humble stay persistent stay passionate Speaking I think you're doing man. pretty good so far bro thank you and thank you thank you so much thanks for having me on the show yeah man it's I'm been a pleasure I'm humbled to be here like damn this guy's the shit <laughs> thank the you shit. bro it's an honor to be here for sure Appreciate thank you it's, a, it's an honor to have you on man I'm so excited to see what the future looks yeah. for you bro you're Likewise. on fire right now and let's keep winning together and let's keep repping Chicago till we die. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I'll say, like I said before, there's enough for everyone to eat. I yeah. Like when people get to like, you know, persnickety over their territory and stuff, yeah, like everyone can do. eat, you know? Yeah. Just stay in your own lane in a way, but every, we're all in this together. And that's what I love about this community is I feel like everybody is really tapped into that idea of like, yep. everybody's together. Like in Chicago, it's a small community, but you know, overall, like house music community, electronic music, the shit so and we were talking about chris lake earlier and chris lake just put out this uh tweet that's going viral around have you seen this i saw it yeah it just i can't do it word for word but I pretty saw much it. that was that was yeah. pretty much right on point yeah and i think it's so important that we all accept who each other are especially in the music community whatever type of music you make whatever type of music you enjoy and let's all help each other win yeah why not collaboration over competition baby that's my fucking damn <laughs> another bomb for Dude. the people that's what I'm all about. We <laughs> have to help it. each other. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's the simple fact of trying to make it right now in the music industry. Yeah. All facts, so, no printer. Yeah. But thank you so much, bro. This has been awesome. Thank you. You're the man. Appreciate it. Give me some. Uh, Bye.